Welcome, tea lovers, to a steaming hot new episode of Tea with PILPG. I'm Dr. Paul Williams, the Rebecca Grazier Professor of Law and International Relations at American University. Today, we're diving into the exciting world of artificial intelligence with three of my senior research associates for the Lawyering Peace Program at American University. Miranda Carnes, Mara Patel, and Amy Lyons. Welcome to the program. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us today. Great. We're taking a sip of the future and exploring how interactive artificial intelligence is changing the game for businesses and individuals alike. Interactive artificial intelligence models are now accessible to answer questions, provide insights, and even engage in conversations with humans. They show promising potential for increasing efficiency at work and beyond. So brew a cup of your favorite tea, sit back and get ready to dive into the exciting possibilities of interactive artificial intelligence on this episode of Tea with PILPG. Let's get started with our first question. Miranda, what exactly is interactive artificial intelligence, or as I like to call it, Skynet? I love the Skynet reference. Interactive artificial intelligence refers to advanced computer systems that can understand, interpret, and respond to human language. And it uses machine learning algorithms and natural language processing to communicate with humans in a way that feels natural and intuitive. Miranda, how would you summarize artificial intelligence to your grandfather or your grandmother? I would tell my grandparents that artificial intelligence is like a person that you can talk to. They have emotions. They can make you sound like a human but it takes a lot of the guesswork out of trying to Google an answer, or if you don't know something, helps fill in those blanks. Miranda, I won't ask you how you explain Google <laughs> to your grandparents. <laughs> okay, Mara, some people are worried that interactive artificial intelligence will, will simply put them out of business. But how do you see it as a young professional? Are you running from it or are you embracing it? I'm certainly not running from it. I think that it helps me work smarter, not harder. And by doing that, I'm becoming a better lawyer. Interactive artificial intelligence, it's here to stay. And it has the potential to increase efficiency by automating tedious tasks for me. For example, it frees up a lot of brain space that I would use brainstorming or creating a framework. And instead, it allows me to spend my time focusing on more complex analysis and critical thinking. So Mara, when your colleagues demonstrate or exhibit a little bit of uh, anxiousness, or some might say downright fear of interactive artificial intelligence, because it's a job crusher, how do you chat them through that? Do you have a very positive and a very engaging perspective on it? How do you walk your colleagues through so that they can come to a similar place? Yeah, I would tell them that they should embrace it because it's right in front of you and it's an asset that you can use to make yourself a better lawyer. So you can plug in different questions, get different responses. It's like having another person to bounce off ideas from. So don't shy away from it, embrace it and make the most of what's in front of you. Well, now, Amy, I know that you are embracing uh, interactive artificial intelligence in, in so many ways. 
Can you share with us a little bit, Amy, how you have been leveraging Skynet to help you become a better young professional? Absolutely. As Miranda and me have already touched on it, there's so many different benefits to artificial intelligence. And specifically ChatGBT, I consider it somewhat of a thought partner in that it supports my work in many different ways. It can help me fine-tune my cover letters, which we know can be really tedious, so it helps on that. It also helps me fine-tune my resume and LinkedIn posts, because we all know we're tired of hearing, I'm so excited to do X, whereas ChatGPT can incorporate some new, fun, interactive language. Additionally, it helps me prepare for interviews, and it provides some real-time feedback and insights that I might have missed otherwise. Well, Amy, you used the phrase thought partner. What is that? Help us visualize your thought partner of ChatGBT. Mira kind of touched on this already, but it's essentially being able to bounce ideas off of someone else. And we all know we're busy, so sometimes it's difficult to get a physical human being present and having these discussions. So with ChatGPT, it's almost like I'm having real-life conversation with someone. I'll type in a question, and then I'll get a pretty immediate response. So in that regard, it feels like I'm having a thought-out conversation with someone in real time. Thanks, Amy. Let's turn now back to, to Miranda. Miranda, you, Amy... Mara are three of the most amazing, efficient, talented, impactful young professionals that I know. But I see that we've been chatting and you've mentioned that you're using interactive artificial intelligence to, well, these are my words, to become even more amazing and more impactful. How are you doing that? What are you doing with artificial intelligence and Skynet? Yeah, like Mira said, I think joining the Skynet chat GPT train is really important for the future of employment. And as being a young professional, I think it's something that employers will expect from us. Uh, so by becoming fluent in interactive artificial intelligence, I'm continuously improving my skills and becoming more efficient at work. And I can also use it to learn new skills and stay up to date with the latest developments in my field. Miranda, do you anticipate that future employers will not only ask you about shepherdizing cases, but also about your fluency with interactive artificial intelligence? Absolutely. I think we saw the same sort of thing with Google Drive when that came out. It started out something that they were asking a lot of young professionals about and became something that young professionals really harnessed in our day-to-day. And I think the same trajectory will happen with ChatGPT, where employers will look to young professionals to understand how to use those tools and how to become more efficient in the workplace. So an expectation of fluency, essentially. Definitely. And and I know some of our listeners are going to have to Google shepherdizing cases uh, (laughs) to find out exactly what I meant by that. But in my day, LexisNexis had just hit the scene. And every time I went to a job interview, they asked me if I was fluent in LexisNexis. And I was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, no, I appreciate your candid answer there, Miranda. Let's turn to Mara. You know, interactive artificial intelligence sometimes produces quirky, inaccurate, rather bold uh, statements or, or opinions or analysis. And as is typical with social media and actually even mainstream media, there's, there's quite a bit of amplification of some of the crazy, silly, stupid things that Skynet has said. But how are you approaching that in a thoughtful, moderated manner? Because obviously you have to be concerned about some of these flaws, but not too dramatic about it. So what is your approach to this? That's a good question. So I'm not exactly worried about the inaccuracies because the way I see it is 
as long as you're editing and verifying everything that comes from artificial intelligence, you don't have to necessarily worry about it being accurate because you are making sure to check through. And so the way I use it is as a person to bounce off ideas from, but not necessarily the end all be all. So if it's going to give me any language, I'm going to make sure that that language is correct. I'm going to edit it down to the way I want it, but it's just a way of producing the initial idea. So it's a little bit, as Amy said, your thought partner, or in my case, it was my college roommate. He was brilliant, but he didn't always do the reading. And so when we would study together, or I would bounce ideas off of him. I got some really great ideas, but I'd always still go check the reading just to make sure that they were accurate ideas before I put pen to paper. Mara, how would you share with your colleagues, similar to my earlier question that I asked, developing a comfort level? with an entity that does talk back to you and is moderately accurate and becoming more accurate over time, how do you personally approach developing a comfort level of interacting with that type of thought partner? I mean, it's like talking to a person. You can ask it different questions for different responses. And that's really the beauty that I think interactive artificial intelligence is, is that just like you would ask a person a different question for a different response, you can do that same thing in that way you're able to create and generate these different ideas and then pick what you like best and really delve into that. So it's not that ChatGBT would be doing the work for you, but it's getting you started. That's the important part. Let's turn to Amy. I mean, I want to ask you about your brand and how you have woven your fluency with interactive artificial intelligence into your brand. And I'm, I'm particularly keen to get your insights because, you know, as you know, when I speak to my students about professional development. I talk about developing a personal brand and promoting that personal brand on your strategic communications platform. You already came to the law school with a well-known brand and a well-marketed brand on strategic communication. So you're my go-to brand guru. So how are you weaving this uh, interactive artificial intelligence into the Amy Lyons brand? I think that's an important question to ask because it can be a supportive role. You know what your brand is and you want to always fine tune it and chat GPT support in that moment. So for me, I like to be very mindful of how I use chat GPT. While it might be able to output some information and different responses that I'm looking for, I try to make sure that still using the kind of narrative that I like to use in my work. And I always, as Mira mentioned, I like to double check for accuracy and validity before I put out that information because we can look all we want on the internet, but we want to make sure it also resonates with what we see existing within our brand. Now, Amy, how have you trained chat GBT? to reflect your brand in your cover letters, your correspondence, your your LinkedIn posts that it helps you develop? What are some like two or three practical tips to to get ChatGPT, Skynet to mimic your brand so that it can help you amplify and and polish and refine your brand? Not, Not saying that it needs to be polished or amplified, but if you so chose to, how would you get ChatGPT to think like Amy Lyons? Well, as Mira has already mentioned, every time that you input a different request, it changes with its response. So it really depends on how you're asking a certain request. For example, I like to say, can you please do this? And I like to incorporate certain language that I use, such as 
I'm excited about X, Y, Z. And then I ask, can you find a different synonym, I suppose, for excited? Because I'm a little tired of seeing that in all the posts that I have. So it's about expanding my database of language, so to speak. So I'm maintaining the same kind of information, just asking it to sound a little bit smarter or a little more excited in different ways. You're actually honest with your thought partner. Yes, I try to be. I find that sometimes when senior professionals or young professionals are seeking advice and guidance, we, we tend to hide the ball a little bit about what we think our faults are. But with, with ChatGBT, you're like, you know, I'm kind of bored saying I'm excited about how do I amplify someone else's post or congratulate someone or give someone a high five in a way that's more nuanced or appropriate for a particular situation. Well, Miranda, simple question. Please predict the future of interactive artificial intelligence. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> if only it were that easy. I wish I could predict the future in so many different regards. But I think like most technology, the possibilities are really endless. And I'm very excited to see what new developments arise in the future. I think that interactive artificial intelligence will likely become more advanced and allow for even more human-like interactions. And I think it will revolutionize the way that we work and we learn and live our lives. Mara, you also have a very simple question that I want to put to you. If you could invent an interactive artificial intelligence app, what would it be? That is a simple question. <laughs> what I would do is I'd create an app that could help individuals with their mental health. What I mean by that is that it would be a personalized support system. It would provide personalized support, advice, and resources that are specifically based on the needs of that user and their preferences. Amy, do you say please and thank you to Skynet? How do you maintain your mindfulness when interacting with artificial intelligence? Yes, I absolutely do say please and thank you. And it's something that I didn't think about until you asked, because it's kind of like I'm interacting with another person. And I am extremely grateful for the work it's done. It saves me a lot of time. It saves me a lot of effort and energy. So every time that I receive a response back from ChatGPT, specifically at least, I say thank you. It never says thank you back. My ChatGPT says thank you back. <laughs> it always ends with, if you need anything else, let me know. And I say thank you again. And it still has the same information. So, Do you think, Amy, that it'll be difficult over time to maintain our mindfulness with interactive artificial intelligence? Do you, do you anticipate that we might become more hurt, more demanding, more, more dehumanizing of, of, of Skynet and, and thereby lose our own sense of, of mindfulness? Or you're, you're, are you pretty chill about that and you're confident that humanity will maintain its humanity as we continue to have computers as our thought partners? Similar to Miranda's question, I don't know that I can predict how every individual is going to respond to this, but I like to remain optimistic and think that there will still be a sense of humanity, especially given that humans are the ones creating this artificial intelligence originally. So I'm going to stay optimistic and hope that we maintain that sense of kindness towards AI. Well, I'm sure Skynet will appreciate that as it develops its plans to take over the world. Let me end with a round of questions. Miranda, Mira, Amy, I want to ask you each to share with me just one or two things that this coming weekend you're going to chat with Interactive Artificial Intelligence about. I think we're having guests over this weekend. 
I'm going to ask my thought partner how to make the perfect medium rare New York strip. That is what I'm going to devote my energies to, to chat GBT with and what wine pairing goes with a New York strip and cherry blossom season in Washington, D.C. I think we might have to recreate that with the senior research associates also at some point. I'm currently working on applying for the bar and I'm very interested to see how chat GPT can help me make sure I'm meeting all the requirements and completing all the required documents. So I am definitely planning to spend some time this weekend with chat GPT, making sure that I'm accurately filling out my bar application. My question sounds a little bit more fun. I think ChatGPT will be a little more entertained answering my question, but yours is probably more useful and practical. Tara, jump on in. I also don't have a fun use for ChatGPT this weekend, but I do have a very useful one for me. There's been a bunch of emails that I've put off because I don't know how to respond to certain requests. And I'm planning on using ChatGPT to help me come up with some nice responses that I don't necessarily have to come up with myself. And that way I can just knock it off my to-do list and move on with my life and, you know, have chat GBT help me do those tedious tasks. So Mary, you're actually planning on using chat GBT this weekend to help you be more mindful and responsive in the exactly. world of communication. Yeah. And I imagine the same thing, you know, writing an email that says, sure, sounds great. Yes is the easy one. Writing the, well, no, not really, maybe later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's definitely where ChatGPT helps me out as well. Amy, last word on this. Inquiring minds want to know. So my response isn't nearly as exciting as yours, Dr. Williams, but I have a call scheduled with a mentor who works in public health policy law. And I will be very honest and say that I know nothing about this area of the law. So I'm going to use ChatGPT to help me come up with some very thought-provoking questions that are also accurate because I'm starting from ground zero and this will help me find an outline so that the conversation goes smoothly. We've all done that. We've all turned to a friend who knows something about an area we know nothing about and say, can you give me four talking points to enter into this conversation with? Now you have your thought partner. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode of Tea with PILPG. Thank you to Mara, Amy, and Miranda for joining us today. Thank you, Professor Williams. Thanks for having us. Thanks again. It was a real pleasure. 